recorded live from Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin. This is the Crimson Cowl Comic Club Podcast. I tried to warn you, you mess with the unicorn, you get the horn. I'm Anthony. I'm David. I'm Katie. I'm Jim. And I'm Kurt's friend. I'm Kurt's partner. I'm Kurt's customer. And I'm not Kurt's dad. Welcome to issue number 25. This is one of those like anniversary, not anniversary issues in comic books. Because when they get to a 25, they always seem like it's you know the giant 25th issue, even though it doesn't like fit in with yeah, so the... I, I guess when you look at it issue-wise, it's like an anniversary uh, in, in that respect. Yeah. Um, which we have a different anniversary coming up. That's true. So they almost kind of lined up there, but uh, yeah, so issue number 25 yeah. is, a, is a big deal in the comic book yeah, issue we world. We could have taken a week <laughs> off. Yeah. Well, this will be 25A and then 25B will oh, be, okay. yeah, this, okay. is, this is part one, <laughs> then part two. We'll, we'll next, end next week we'll have the post-anniversary, but still anniversary. So Yeah, we'll have a huge anniversary issue, but it will be an anniversary. Well, with issue number 25 here at the club, we meet every single Saturday starting at 4 p.m. in which we talk about comic books, both in a couple different categories. We talk about our club picks in full spoilers. Those club picks are offered at a club discount. If you're uh, wanting to join, then you just let us know and you can join in on the discussion. And uh, then we do a non-spoiler section, which we go around the table and talk about the books that we've been reading in a non-spoiler fashion so we can find uh, create our own jumping on points for people reading and listening at home. So we're going to kick it off with Avengers number 690, which is part 16 of the Avengers No Surrender. The 16-week event has finally wrapped up here. The battle is over, and those left standing in the rubble have to find a way to move forward. As an era of the Avengers comes to a close, what will rise to take its place? Now, last week when we talked about the 15th part, it was kind of a nice little wrap-up, and I, I mentioned that, like, you know, that could have been, if you didn't know that there was another issue, that could have been an end. And, um... It, it actually, in in a lot of ways, still could have been. Because mm-hmm. uh, I wondered, well, now what are they going to do for the last issue? And this issue uh, tones down from all the action and excitement, but it gives a little bit uh, better and more thorough wrap-up of, okay, what's, what's next? What, you know, what happens after all this, uh, this fighting, the, the game? And a character that we hadn't seen in a while, I was going to question it last week, and uh, who was very important in the opening issues of the series and his condition and everything was Jarvis. And then, you know, then after, you know, everything that happened with him, it kind of, he was kind of pushed to the sidelines, but we kind of start off this issue now with returning to basically what's left of Avengers Mansion, which isn't quite that much. And we start off uh, kind of kind of with Jarvis and, um, I laughed a little bit when I opened it up because we've already seen Jarvis back up on his feet mm. and talking to uh, to Bruce Banner and whatever. And now, as they're taking him back to uh, Avengers Mansion or what 
used to be Avengers Mansion. Uh, they're, they're forcing him to sit in a wheelchair. It's like the the rules in a hospital when you have to be like escorted out or something, and you know even if you just got, had a hangnail treated or something, <laughs> you have to take a, a a wheelchair out. So at this point, the Earth and the Moon are back in place. Um, the fighting seems to be done, and so now the Avengers have returned to uh, Avengers Mansion. Um, the the wreckage that once was Avengers Mansion. And you kind of kind of get this this follow up of okay where do we go from here? It's a lot of talking about the rebuilding and the comment on the mansion was just destroyed a few weeks ago and <laughs> now we're rebuilding it again. Um, and you go through and you get uh, some and of the people the, wonder why the Justice League has a satellite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little, little harder to get to to destroy it all the time. They always said the same thing on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer with uh, their house and like their living room, you know, because it always get trashed by demon fights and stuff, and they would constantly be cleaning and straightening up and buying new lamps and things like that. So, um, and you get characters like uh, Roberto Da Costa, Da Costa. How do you say his last name? Because that's what we're good at here is butchering names. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> to cuss, I believe. Um, and uh, he's he's the first one that's kind of you know like okay I'm 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 done. I realized I didn't. He doesn't feel that he did questioning his leadership. Good job doing you know being a leader and um, and then you get other Avengers butting in with, well, that's like, you know, Falcon, you know, that's, that's how you know that you're a good leader is that you're questioning and then, and you're not. And when you, um, you don't question that and you get complacent in it, that's when people get hurt. Um, but he kind of explains that, well, for, for him, his roots are in, um, you know, the, the mutant stuff being hated just for being who you are and things like that. And so he's going to uh, go back to his roots now as Citizen X. Rogue 2, you kind of get the feeling a little bit like she's um, making some decisions. They don't really go anywhere with, with her as like what she's mm -hmm. going to do and what's next for her. But in just reading some of her dialogue, you almost get the feeling like she's, you know... Separate her from the Avengers and maybe go back to... Because leading into this series, when we had three different Avengers books between Avengers proper, as well as US, U.S. Avengers and Uncanny Avengers, as we know through the previews, is that there aren't, you know, we're getting a new Avengers number one, which I think is next week, um, but we haven't seen any other, like, you know, sub-Avenger teams set up, so yeah, it's interesting to see where these characters would kind of, you know, place themselves after, you know, when their book's not in publication anymore. Well, I feel like Rogue had a really big role in this book and leading the team, so it'll be interesting to see how that's going to go. Yeah, and I believe she ends up back on one of the X teams, uh, X-Men Purple or something. Yeah, I think that's where it is. <laughs> or maybe the as-yet-untitled upcoming X-Men book. That's right, there's that... an X-Classified. Yeah, it's... That's right, that's in the current previews. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Um, I haven't gotten to that yet. Yes. And uh, luckily... Uh, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, still has all the money coming in yeah. as being the next of kin to Reed Richards, getting getting the the money rolling in from all of his patents. 
Um, he's got no problem with rebuilding Avengers Mansion, and uh, um, Beast, Beast has some ideas for for some <laughs> updates, like a jacuzzi. Jacuzzi. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and then we get into Voyager. Who? <laughs> Thanks for that, Kurt's dad. Um, we uh, and we're kind of getting this where she's she's leaving and taking the Challenger um, along with her. She feels that he can potentially be redeemed. She remembers that it, he wasn't always like this. At one point, he was he was a, a good uh, a good elder of the universe. Um, and she she feels that much like she was changed by the example set by the Avengers that um, that the Challenger could also be be redeemed. Um, and there's some discussion between the other Avengers about how she proved herself, and they're ready to make her an Avenger. Um, but of course, she uh, she says, you know, no, not yet, not under these circumstances. Um, because she knows that she betrayed them, and she, even though she has earned it, you know, she came back, back from that, and and proved herself. Um, she she doesn't want Avengers membership. You know, from from this and doing it that way, she doesn't want to pay all, all the all, fees that come. Yeah, with although it she certainly <laughs> seems like perhaps she'd be open to it in the future. Yeah. Um. So. But she was inspired by the team. Yeah, so she wants to go out and, and make a difference in the universe. And she's taking the, the Challenger's uh, body with her, so that pretty much kind of cleans up that that extra problem. Of... Yeah. Um, still don't get a lot of uh, stuff from, from characters like Captain Marvel. It's just mentioned that uh, um, she's out working with uh, Alpha Flight to reestablish connection with all the satellites in space to, to get things back up and running. Because uh, even though the Earth and the Moon are back, it doesn't mean that everything is is fixed and back the way it was. And she's got a brand new book right around the corner that's in the uh, current previews as well. So the life of Captain Marvel. So, and as we turn the page yet again, we are uh, where are we? Checking Ang in. Ang Angarful. <laughs> Ang I, I actually think you said that right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Eighth no planet complaints here. of the E-wing cluster. Ah, uh, that old place. Yeah, wide desert. <laughs> um, and we uh, we get the return of the Grandmaster. Um, find out what happened to him after he lost his game of poker. And he's gone back. Um, Checks in with the Black Order. Yeah, the Black Order. And he basically wants to recruit them. They were the opposite team, mm -hmm. but he has, has some sort of plan, some sort of... Uh, future agenda and is uh shown recruiting them for whatever he's got planned so if he's recruiting the black order what's going on with the lethal legion and so then we get that on the next page is they're hanging out uh where nowhere nowhere yeah, this comic went nowhere yes at uh Allah's bar and uh they're kind of figuring out well, what's next for them you know um Glory, Captain Glory here, uh, he realizes, well, he's alive and whatever, but if he goes back to the Kree Empire, he's going to be viewed as a deserter, mm -hmm. so he can't go back. Um, and they all kind of realize that all of them uh, were, were saved. You know, they, they've all cheated death, saved at the last moment, and they decide to stick together also. 
and uh, go go out and causing trouble together. Uh, then we're back to Texas, where we kind of started off this whole story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you got lightning and a few other people, and they're cleaning cleaning up uh, some rogue AIM people. Um, recently in comics, you know, well, AIM was always like this uh, villainous. They were like uh, the place that uh, bad guys could go for for technology yeah, and, like and stuff like that. A bunch of hazmat suit people. Right, all the, all the yellow yeah. hazmat suit people. <laughs> um, but then somehow or another, uh, they started, you know, Formerly Sunspot, uh, Roberto, he kind of took over AIM, um, and uh, some some of the other heroic characters became involved in AIM, and uh, AIM started being used as a tool for good. But there were like all these rogue AIM factions out there, and that's what they're doing here is they're they're kind of cleaning up some of those. And um, Tony, I think, was actually uh, put in charge of AIM. Yeah, she was the supreme leader, it says here. And she's kind of like, well, you know what? Let these AIM people do their own thing. Let them be AIM. Let them let, let the government go after them and let them be the bad guys. I've got bigger, better plans. And so she comes up with uh, a, an idea for a different group to, to go forward. So as she's working on uh, repairing Vision's head. No, decent tools. Yes. Um, so she's got a plan, and then, yeah, we get Roberto mentioning, uh, being Citizen X now and moving on. Um, Brother Voodoo and, uh, Scarlet Witch and Synapse are, are meeting and they're talking, and all of them are kind of agreeing that they don't think that Quicksilver is dead. See, I thought that was Carmen Sandiego, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Where in the world? <laughs> it, well, Central Park. That's she, where she is. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wanda <laughs> is dressed very much like uh, Carmen Sandiego. Oh, yeah, except this... she's wearing like a mutant belt buckle. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's her, it's her headdress. Her, uh... Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, I her, thought it was an M for it. But her, you're right. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, her like tiara symbol. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Which just happens to form an M for or turned yeah, upside yeah. down could be witch. Yeah, there we Maximal. go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Many different purposes. So. Yeah. It's a good logo. Um, so, yeah, they're going to go hopping around uh, different dimensions until they find Quicksilver. They, they figure it kind of like uh, the, the Flash over in DC, you know, where he goes too fast, he can go into mm -hmm. the speed force. They think, think something similar might have happened with Quicksilver where he went so fast that he kind of uh, went... This picture here is yeah. Uh, forgot his name. <laughs> Jericho is he um, shuffling infinity stones? <laughs> I think I think he's shuffling dimensions. Or yeah, something. I think it. I think you know just okay. the, different colors. But yeah, they're different. They are yeah, different that, colors, but the, if, when you look at the texture of them, they almost look like uh, yeah, I think like space and like a planet that might have water and or time something that might have <laughs> <Yeah>. soul. <laughs> right, well, I was going through realities. Was, in last week's issue, when they were going to go and play the card game, um, they had like 
three really brightly colored stones hanging suspended in midair. And I'm like, are those infinity stones or are they matching the dimensions here? And that was the... Are they just multicolored but stones? I think and that's that where the stones are yeah. or elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so it gets confusing because, yeah, whenever, you know, especially during this time with all the stones and the gems and all the different infinity countdowns. And so their choice of crystallizing them maybe was... Yeah, and doing that, and then the could different colors where they use all the different colors of the X-Men or the rainbow or whatever. Like, they could have just put them in cages with, like, neon bars or mm -hmm. something, and it would have been the same thing and not... But I could see how it would be confusing with that, but... We'll so they, they team up to, to do that. Three souls against the furthest reaches of the unknown. And my guess is we're going to get more answers in the Quicksilver No Surrender miniseries, which I'm not sure if anyone pre-ordered here. I know I'm not getting it, uh, surprisingly. But uh, no, I you know I never really have been a huge Quicksilver fan. So um, even enjoying No Surrender, I I didn't feel the need to um, yeah. to follow up with uh, the the further adventures of Quicksilver. Yeah, that was gonna be one of those that I figured I'd hear either people talking about. You know, if there's a certain aspect to like when the first issue mm -hmm. comes out, and then maybe I could jump on late to the game or something if there's something worth it. But we'll see. Uh, so then, uh, it, uh, Wonder Man trying to figure out where to go from there, so Hercules and Thor decide to take him out drinking. <laughs> he says, so, Hercules, you know, I, I thought you gave up drinking or quit drinking, and so Hercules tells him that he has to drink his share as well. Yeah, that should be it. Now that comic I would buy if they did yeah, that as a miniseries, so... Jane, Thor, and Hercules, and Wonder Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Far Crawl Across the Universe. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's that around. would be a great name right there. Far Crawl Across the Universe. <laughs> That'll okay. be our next event. Then we uh, cut to quite the important scene. We're going to switch gears here. kind of. Yeah, this, this one's a little bit more solemn. Uh, we've got uh, Hawkeye um, sitting in a little diner, and he's meeting with Bruce Banner. Uh, Bruce kind of apologizes for forcing him um, to be the one to put, to, to put him down, to put the Hulk down. And all and that. to go through all of that and all that guilt and everything. And it was for nothing because he's not even dead. And all that had occurred uh, in the Civil War II event um, when all the Avengers were brought there thinking that Bruce Banner, who hadn't been the Hulk for like over a year, was possibly going to be a threat as they had the vision from the future. And uh, they figured they would stop that threat before it happens. And then, yeah, he had used Hawkeye as a backup plan, knowing that he would be the one to pull the trigger, so to speak, as he would, uh, you know, send an arrow into him that would eventually kill him. So it's touching on some stuff that was from, is that like two years ago already? Yeah. yeah. It's weird to think um, that it's... Well, yeah, that was going on when we first opened the shop in the basement days. Um, so, yeah, I mean close to it um not not quite two years but uh getting there yeah and hawkeye's response to this um was kind of like well you know i got a chance to see this vision of what could happen in the future and i saw all of my friends and loved ones dead you know you know kind of by your hand so i was happy to do it <laughs> and then uh you know Bruce gets up and, and leaves, and, and Hawkeye kind of realizes how 
probably very insensitive that that reaction might have been. Yeah, yeah. And tries to apologize, but uh, but Bruce is is gone. He gave him a little words of wisdom here, as he told him tells him though that uh, you know he's he's not a bad person, and uh, remember that. And as Bruce Banner walks off into his Immortal Hulk number one, available soon, Marvel Comics. Do you think had he not been brought back by an elderly universe that he would have stayed dead? Well, it was probably maybe one of the, I guess, a shorter one that I had anticipated. Because when it comes to like comic book deaths, you know, something like Professor Xavier has actually lasted pretty long to a certain extent. Obviously, there's some stuff going on here, but there was a good period that it stayed that way. Yeah, there were. Well, there were um, things things that happened. So, hey, I guess he didn't really stay dead very long at all, really. Um, in, Two in, years is actually a pretty long death in comic book years. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, well, we talked like, about I it. I think the, Wolverine was... That, that's that got to be at least four or five, so... Yeah. I want to say four at but the... Had other Wolverines come in. And yeah, yeah. Too, so. Of course, you had other Hulks. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I think it was a little quicker than I had expected, but, yeah, you know, it's... So. He's got to come back sometime. Right. Uh, meanwhile, back at the mansion, uh, Nadia Pym is... Uh, Showing Jarvis that she's, and and it's important to mention that Jarvis all through this book at this point is going. He doesn't feel the same as like what some of these other Avengers are doing. Where hey, you know, we'll just rebuild and right back to it, and everything's for normal. He's not feeling back to normal. Um, it's it's different for him, and he's contemplating his future with the Avengers and if he wants to continue. Um, and so Nadia shows him this little uh, um, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope" <laughs> style uh, version of of himself um, that she call. She says, you know, she's she's built hmm. an AI helpmate to help her on the mansion once it's rebuilt. You know, on the the little hologram ones. How may I serve you? She says she calls it Jarvis, even though she doesn't know what. And, and this is like <laughs> J period A period, you know, and uh, An acronym, yeah. you know. So she says she doesn't know what it stands for yet. Um. And Jar Jarvis says, "Well, it's wonderful, Nadia, and perhaps it's a sign." So he's thinking, "Okay, this could be his chance." Now they've got this artificial Jarvis to take over for him, so he can step down, guilt free. Until. He realizes that the Jarvis AI doesn't actually know where they keep the <laughs> the, the chamomile tea, tea. Um, and so he he gets frustrated with uh, <laughs> with this new version with his replacement, and I am not leaving. So so the good old fashioned Jarvis is sticking yeah. with the Avengers. Um. They're they're rebuilding the statue. Yes. That, uh, the the statue played a little bit of a part in in the storyline yeah. because you know they had Voyager in there that didn't belong, so it it was shown, uh, you know, several times. Yeah, throughout and, the the story, and, and then going of course back it was destroyed. to going back to Marvel Legacy where it kind of went unknown to a lot of people, and we had talked about that at the beginning. Yeah, yeah where they had showed I forgot it. that that's where it was first shown, yeah. But it was far off in the distance, and Jarvis kind of looked at it, and 
you know, once you look back at that, just being like, oh, that was seated all the way back in November, too. So, um, so they rebuild. September. They say they're, they're rebuilding the founder's statue, but when they reveal the rebuilt statue, it's no longer just the, uh, the founders. It's uh, kind of all the, uh, in, in fact, I'm wondering if they have a separate founder's statue because not all yeah. of the founders are even in right. this statue. But Squirrel this Girl's statue on that they're one, replacing so. with <laughs> the current round is basically the, uh, the Avengers that really played a part in the storyline. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, that really did it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a moving tribute. Yeah, I, I, I like the top of there with uh, Sam Wilson's uh, wings kind of yeah, cool. spreading out, and the two wasps at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cool looking statue. Um, that'll be uh, available in comic shops probably by fall. They'll come up with a replica. And, Life size. Jim, you'd like a couple. Well, actually, see. Maybe three, okay. four. See, I don't know if they've ever sold those or not. Those. No, that's but, weird. But doing a statue yeah, of, like, should. the founding statue that the Avengers have, that would be, make a great statue. Yeah. And they don't even have to paint it because it can just be. Exactly. Like, the bronze, yeah. Um, and then, same thing with this. This would actually be a really cool little statue to have up on your, your mantle or, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so if anybody... Uh, capable of pulling these strings is listening jim's up uh get listening get this going market this uh statue comic shops across the uh country and beyond will uh carry that for you uh then we get to the uh we've got an epilogue and we can't forget the epilogue Anthony's I almost his did. book over here. Well, I saw the well, ads it's, for it's Quicksilver. A, it's, and then, yeah, it's a few pages back. They really, the after credits. They, they really buried it. Yeah, you go through all this <laughs> stuff, and then you get, oh, epilogue. And the epilogue is uh, uh, Voyager and the Challenger, and they're off, uh, where Where are they? They're the oh, far shore. shore. The, farthest the farthest point. point. Oh, sorry. The farthest <laughs> point of life and death beyond, there is only mystery. Um, and it's here that uh, Voyager is telling Challenger that she thinks that he can be redeemed, and um, he's he's not having it. Uh, he's he's angry. He's an angry uh, angry elder of the universe. Um, she says, "I think the Avengers can save you, just like they saved me. If only you can see it." And he says, "You're a fool, Vani Gast." And one day, one day the shackles will break. But until then, and you turn the page, and they're watching uh, big images of the Avengers um, in action. And this is this is all Avengers from the new Avengers number one. Mm-hmm. And it's until then, flip the page, and it's, I want to see what happens next. So let me guess, we're going to get some more challengers sometime in the future. Uh, yeah, I, I have that feeling, but you know, will he be friend or foe at that point? Uh, we don't know. Um, depends on how how much he likes watching the Avengers on his little TV screen here. <laughs> um, well, and that uh, that uh, concludes the story, but always to be continued. Yes. Yeah, so after these last sixteen weeks of uh, going through this event, uh, I think. Uh, We've all kind of felt the same way as far as, you know, the story moving along. Didn't feel like there was really any dull moments and, you know, just kind of like halfway through where you get a couple 
stall issues to lead up to the next big thing. And it seemed like it's been pretty constant. I really enjoyed it. Anybody else overall? Uh, even a couple issues back when they, they kind of took this breather, you know, um, they, they slowed things down, took a break from the action. But even that was a good issue. Um, it wasn't an action-packed issue. Um, and while it was slowed down, it wasn't like... A, a slow and boring kind of slow. No, it, it, it almost felt like you needed it yeah. before getting into that that final um, conflict. It wasn't like a TV clip show episode or something where it's just like, all right, there. You know. Yeah, it wasn't filler. It was uh, good character yeah. episode. Um, and and I would say the same for for this. While part sixteen, they probably could have gotten by without doing it, but at the same time, it did add. It didn't. Um, it wasn't like some just extra thing that they threw on the end. Um, it, it did add, and it made a good segue from, okay, this is where this story is leaving off. We're going into a new Avengers number one with a new team. This kind of is a little bit more of a, let's okay, let's bridge that. Let's show Oops, yeah, good a little bit of what, okay, what's happening with all these characters? Where are they going? Because most of these characters um, aren't going to be involved in Avengers. We got a new team with a different lineup. They will have a rotating member. Uh, yet Doctor Strange will be for the first story arc in the new Avengers book. Um, and then it'll uh, go over to somebody else. Um, they haven't yet revealed who's up next to fill that spot. Uh, apparently we're all going to be surprised. Um, but uh, but yeah, they have that one, that one slot on the team where it's going to be a rotating number but yeah i think like with this issue feeling like you know it would have ended last week you know if this wasn't included with chapter 16 it would have easily have been avengers no surrender epilogue number one or something yeah. like they would have would have taken that but instead they kind of concluded it into the actual part of it and just kind of kept it going rather than being oh there's one more we have to buy now like we knew we were committing to 16 they gave us all 16 rather than giving us so many different little follow-ups. The, the other possibility would have been, you know, having a, an issue starting a new storyline where it starts off with their uh, building or having just rebuilt the Avengers Mansion or whatever and going from there and you see that, okay, this is done. And they, they could have easily given a quick, you know, glossed over recap by explaining, you know... Uh, the, the new mansion and, and all this stuff. But I think they wanted to, uh, after going through so much in this story, to actually um, not just kind of gloss over and be like, okay, that's done, let's move on, but to, to give you a full issue um, to, uh, to let everything digest. And to those who uh, haven't read The Avengers in a while and first time picking up The Avengers books, your thoughts overall? First, not having read Avengers for over 25 years, um, I quickly caught on to the history, I think. Um, I don't know everything, but I you know, wasn't, didn't feel too lost for the most part. I really enjoyed it, and um, I'm actually looking forward to continuing reading Avengers, though. So. It's good. Avengers number one. I'm pretty sure that's this Wednesday right away. So. I'd have to double check, but I, I think it is. 
Yeah, having never read Avengers before, um, I was prepared to just kind of go along with it, but it did a really good job of bringing me in, and it was a lot of fun. It was interesting. I was sort of worried I'd be overwhelmed by all the different characters, but there's actually, a lot. <laughs> there really are, but I actually really liked them, and it was fun to see like different ideas and. The Voyager reveal was really cool. I mean, obviously, I knew she wasn't a founding Avenger, but seeing what? that. <laughs> I know. It broke Nobody my told heart, me. too. It, it Kurt's awesome. dad was right all along. <laughs> no, it was hard. Um, and I liked the Jarvis stuff, too. That was really nice. So I did enjoy this issue where he kind of got his wrap-up because he played a pretty big part. And I think the story would have been different without him. And Yeah, I liked it. I have Avengers number one. Uh, pre-ordered and I'm looking forward to that. So. I think that says a lot too for a book like you had said earlier like you know Rogue kind of leading the team like a bunch of your non-core Avengers weren't existing in here so for a newcomer to kind of come in and you know deal with these characters that you know there's a batch that I'm not familiar with yeah. the U.S. Avengers but it was very easy to I get mean, to know them. Not not all of these characters were B-list, D-list, you know, right. C-list, F-list, whatever. <laughs> uh, Avengers, or characters, um, but um, but you didn't have the biggest names in here. Um, even when Captain America was in it, he wasn't like the shining star of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulk, yeah, he's a big name, and he played a big part of the story. But not but as an not, Avenger. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, he, he played a bigger part as kind of a... A, <laughs> a, a bad guy's tool. Yeah. A pawn. Um, like a powerful weapon, really, than, than anything else. So you got a lot of the, the lesser-known uh, characters that, you know, a lot of people who, just coming into comics in general, um, wouldn't know a good deal of these. P- people like Lightning... Those of us who have been reading, and you know, I've read a, my fair share of comics, and still, this very well might be the first story that I've read with lightning in it. Me too. Um, but they did a really good job of, uh, you know, giving the reader the opportunity to get to know mm-hmm. these characters, um, even the ones that didn't get a lot of time in the book. You kind of got to know him. You, you got just enough to know, okay, this is who this character is. Yeah, There were, I would say, five or six characters that I had never seen before. Yeah. Um, Lightning, Citizen V, you know, um, Dr. Voodoo, you know, I, Wonder Man even, I had never seen before. But I didn't feel lost when, you know, after an issue or two with dealing with them that they were, they didn't confuse me after that yeah. point, you know. I almost wonder if having some of the not-as-common Avengers helped the story because you are, there's more suspense, like you don't, they're not as typecast as to how they're going to respond, so you can't anticipate mm-hmm. necessarily what they're going to do, so there's more story building to that, and it's less focused on, like, just one or two characters, so... I mean, I know at some points it became pretty centric around a couple, but I feel like it balanced it. Whereas, like, I don't know, for me, if they had had Captain America in the whole book, like, I would have read it completely differently, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things I was thinking about is um, the character of Thorne here was the yeah. Jane character. And we know that um, Odinson is coming back with the new Avengers next month. And I thought, 
even though that in her own title she's already passed on, she's not Thor anymore, yeah. this was a nice heroic end. It didn't focus on her, but what they did do with her was a good heroic yeah. Demi Ma for her character as Thor. I agree. It, it's kind of the way that Thor, uh, regardless of who was wielding the hammer, you know, um, ha, has been portrayed in a lot of the really big event books uh, where, where Thor is um, used as kind of a, just a, kind of a side character in, in some ways. Um, he or her is there but not dominating the, the pages and, and stuff like that. And they did that with, with her and um, it, uh, it worked. Everything that she did was, you know, what felt right to use that character for in this mm -hmm. book. Yeah, so I think that will uh, wrap it up for the spoiler section as well as the 16-week adventure that we've been taking through the comic club, uh, the future comic club picks that we are going to be getting soon. I think, is it the Justice League? No Justice is probably right around the corner-ish. That's coming up. i got to see when that's that's released because off the top of my head, I'm not sure, but that's... Uh... Coming in May. We have it here. It's. It, I mean, it's coming up. Which week? And that's a four-week so. weekly, I think. Yeah, but that's that'll be uh, four-part. Yep. The next one, of course, we do still have from DC. Got Doomsday uh, Clock. Doomsday Clock. That's every other month. Continuing on. Yeah. Um, metal is done. We yes, put metal is. behind us. I think. <laughs> um, I don't think there's any lingering one shots out there. Yeah. Um, aside from any. Uh, um, you know, lasting repercussions. Have, yeah, the spin-off series will still have those in there, but yeah. um, but the but the metal itself is is finished. Um, now here's one thing to suggest. Like I know we've all kind of like jumped in and we're kind of dabbling with the Infinity Countdown and kind of following that in the uh, current previews. There is the Infinity Wars number one which is what this countdown has all been leading up to and looking into the Marvel universe and what they're doing for like a summer event, you know, after doing this Avengers thing, you know, kind of wondering what direction they're going in. That's the next thing. I'm not sure how many issues and all this kind of stuff is happening, but I guess that could be a discussion on whether or not, you know, that would be a good yeah, I'm open to that. I've been, uh, myself, I've been kind of on the fence about whether or not I wanted to, uh, do that or or not um but yeah i mean if the rest of the club is uh i think uh like kurt's dad's not here but uh that's something that i would definitely see him reading so yeah i don't want to speak for him but i could you know i i think it'd be fairly safe to say that he'd uh, be in for that and it could always serve as like it's easy for me to say that because it's something i was naturally going to get anyways being a marvel cosmic fan and just because that's the next big thing that's coming but also, you know, for anybody kind of wondering that if it's not something they normally read that, you know, we could probably cover the issues and spoilers and then maybe that could be a good way else and it's intriguing and the club can help people, you know, if else uh, and they're interested in. And... Well, like like anything else that the club picks, I mean, it's not required. Reading. Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody sitting at this table or listening to the podcast has to read any of these titles. Yeah. You know, um. It's, Detention for you. You didn't yeah. do your homework. Uh, you didn't read it. Out of the club you go. Yeah, we don't have a, a we don't have like a, a, a checkboard checklist or something when you come in and we uh, ask you for your copy and answer right. three questions or something. So, 
Yeah. Did you bring your essay in? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this we, is double so spaced. We could, so we could, uh, you know, we could do it. And, uh, you know, again, if not everybody wants to read it, that's, that's fine too. Um, of course, hearing what's going on with the spoilers and everything certainly might uh, interest people to pick it up at a later date. Because when you look at the further club picks, you know, uh, we're talking about we're going to be doing, it came out on a Wednesday from Alterna Comics, which issue one is available for the pre-order. I know there was like, you know, a certain cutoff time, but there's always, you know, whether you get things ordered, you know, directly through the store and, you know, there's different ways of jumping on board for that as well. But so that's an every other month thing. The Justice League No Justice is one month in May, and that's done for that. Doomsday Clock is every other month. It's going to get to that point so where... So we, we, we are going to need some things to fill in there. And, of course, um, Alterna, um, Jim and I have talked about this. I think we mentioned it uh, at, at the club, too. Mm. Uh, we'd consider it in the off time when we're not doing It Came Out on a Wednesday to also cover some of the other Alterna stuff. Right. Um, I'm... I've been following uh, Wicked Righteous. Jim's waiting till that sixth issue, and he wants to read it all together. So that yep. might be one of those things that that we go through. Um, at, Maybe at that pick point. one of the two or three issue things and discuss that all at once. Or? Uh, we've got oh, today we're doing it as not spoiler, um, but this was the one shot fear diaries. Uh, um, so there there are some things in there alternative that that we're going to be throwing in. Uh, when we have those gaps in between. It came out on a Wednesday. All right, I think that will officially wrap up the spoiler section. Let's head over to the non-spoilers. Welcome to the non-spoiler section, in which we go all the way around the table and we bring the comics that we've been reading, things that we uh, support and really been enjoying, things that we can kind of advertise to everybody uh, here at the table, as well as those listening. And I'm going to kick it off with a Marvel Rising number one. Uh, this wasn't a real pricey book. Um, it was free! Exclamation point. Uh, this is Marvel Rising. Did I say number one? Zero. I think, I think, yeah, I think I meant to say number zero. Uh, what this is, uh, Marvel Rising is this new thing that Marvel has set up in which it's going to kind of collaborate between... Uh, like an animated film and animated shorts as well as like comic books and they're kind of starting off with the books here and it's kind of focusing on the uh, the the Marvel heroes that are the younger uh, more diversity ones ones that are like a lot of entry points of characters that have been getting uh, a lot of big fandoms uh, whether it is through the comics whether it's through the cosplay and toys and things like that and they're kind of Rounding up these characters, characters like Carol Danvers of Captain Marvel and your Spider-Gwen and your Squirrel Girl and your Quake, your uh, Miss Marvel, your America, your Inferno, and your Patriot? Is that what he's going by right now? Yeah, Patriot. Okay, all of the ones that I listed there. Uh, so what this one is uh, kicking off is a free issue offered at uh, comic book stores that... Uh, picked it up for uh, the customers and... You didn't even have to wait until... Uh free comic book data that's to right get this free comic book and this one uh is focusing on squirrel girl and kamala khan miss marvel both characters that i've been following for the last several years in their books and this is the first time that they're teaming up and it's taking place uh this is just a, a real brief story about uh doreen green who is uh basically like a 
a second-year uh, computer science student? That would be the technical term, yes. Oh. <laughs> um, right, in the, right in the opening. Um, yeah, so she is kind of basically like acting as like a chaperone, and Kamala Khan is uh, the inhuman who is uh, basically with her class and, of course, a threat comes into their uh, scenario here. Like I said, it's a it's a very short little issue, so I don't want to deep dive too much into that, but it's kind of showing you these other characters that uh, may not have the biggest spotlight, whether it's, you know, the representation in the movies or, you know, like more of the mainstream media, but characters that have been really rising from Marvel over the last couple of years and definitely characters to watch over for the future. And what's cool for the uh, plans that they have in the other mediums like I said, I think there's an animated film that they're doing. Um, I'm not sure how that's being released, but I think they're also doing shorts and stuff like that too. But what's interesting is that they have uh, some of these people that are going to be voicing their cartoon counterparts. Not everybody will be doing it, but Chloe Bennett, who plays Daisy Johnson, a.k.a. Quake on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., she is going to be voicing uh, Quake in this uh, cartoon, as well as... Uh, a fun little guest star here, and I think um, uh, Ming-Na Wen, who plays Melinda May, while her character's not in here, I think she's playing somebody that is going to be in this Marvel Rising. So they're even, even ushering, is what I wanted to say. I didn't want to combine those two words. They're uh, bringing those people into other roles and such. Uh, one thing, uh, the actress uh, and singer Dove Cameron, who can now be seen on the current uh, arc of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., she is going to be voicing uh, Spider-Gwen, a.k.a. Ghost Spider, as they're starting to call her into this um, this Marvel Rising continuity here. So it's a cool thing. There's a good jump on point. There's an alpha number one that's uh, coming out. And like I said, this is the beginning of something, a, a movement, which... I would say is maybe in the vein of your your uh, Star Wars Forces of Destiny, your DC Superhero Girls, those kind of introductory points for the upcoming uh, reading generation. So, but yeah, and as a fan of this, like I didn't feel it was watered down for you know the 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 adult reading the characters that you know going from their leaping from their original books that uh, it didn't read like it was a. Uh, you know, like a real, like, like ages four or something. Like, it didn't have that kind of vibe. It really did fit in tone with how these characters are in the Marvel Universe. Uh, see, it's always nice to get something that's considered all ages that really is all ages, not... Mm -hmm. You know, all ages shouldn't necessarily mean for the kiddies. Yes. You know, it should be all ages. Like, anybody can pick this up and enjoy it, regardless of whether you're, you know, eight years old or... 80 years old or anywhere in between. And with this free introduction, uh, if anyone likes what's happening with Squirrel Girl or Kamala Khan, they can easily pick up their books and the trades that they're offering again for like reorders and things like that because they read just like how they are in those series. As of right now, they do have four books coming out in this Marvel Rising. Okay. Um, as you said, I'll mention Marvel Rising Alpha will be coming out in June. Follow-up to that is Marvel Rising Ms. Marvel, or no, I'm sorry, Ms. Marvel Rising Squirrel Girl with Ms. Marvel number one on July, and then following that is Ms. Marvel Squirrel Girl, just reversing the two yeah. characters, in August, and then the follow, the fo 
spot. The last <laughs> one is Marvel Rising Omega, number one, in September. So yeah, that is a good thing to uh, jump on, especially when it's offered as a free zero issue. So um, yeah, next on the list in vein of uh, Marvel superheroes. Um, Marvel Superhero Adventures number one. This is also listed as an all-ages book. Um, I just saw it on the shelf, and I thought this looked like something that I could share with my young five-year-old niece. And uh, it is a very cartoonish book. And it starts out with a more of a standard comic book. You know, Spider-Man, you know, two pages of Spider-Man in the New York City catching a crook. And then he gets, into, you know, starts telling him this, the crook this story of how he and Black Panther go to Wakanda to capture Dr. Octopus. Yeah. And it's a very, you know, fun story and it has a good, you know, moral, you know, follow up with it. And then after that, it goes back to Spider-Man with his crook that he caught in New York, you know, relating that. At the end of it is a nice... Um, sample of a superhero, a Marvel superhero adventures chapter book for young kids, um, and it's one chapter of a squirrel girl um, with her squirrel friends. You know, just you know, tippy toe. Yeah, five or six pages. Tippy toe being her sample, you know, so. main sidekick. And um, this one, while they do say it is all ages, I do feel it is definitely more for. A younger crowd, you know, and based not, on some of the art yeah, styles of the, the, art style, of the middle story, it, it's a very you know, like I said, there's a moral in it, and they come right out and you know, there's no hinting at it. They come right out and say what the moral is about sharing and friendship and that kind of thing. So, but yeah, it is nice. Good, good. Um, and while we're talking about all this, like all all ages type of titles, we had one title that you know. <laughs> Is, is kind of questionable when it comes to like all ages. Um, it, it is rated for uh, everyone here. For everyone. But a pay, you know, it's it's a little different tone than the previous two we want to talk about here. But if you want to lead in here um, with uh, Alterna Comics, The Fear Diaries. This one is, um, the story is definitely all ages. Um, it is a fairy tale you would spend, definitely tell the children. The artwork is a little bit more graphic though. Yeah, uh, It's yeah. not, um... Blood and gore, but it is a little more scary, so especially if you're sharing it with young children, you yeah. might have an issue with Less it. blood and gore, but more stuffing and buttons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there is, a, I would say, mild violence or cartoon violence yeah, yeah. to deal with. Um, so kind of along the lines of, uh, you know, the Star Wars prequel trilogy where they're like, hey... We can be violent and kill more bad guys without actually being violent and, and all that stuff. If we make most of our villains droids, you know, yes. they're, they're not people. Uh, you know, kind of kind of that thought. Well, we, we'll make them all stuffed animals and stuff like that. Then we don't have the uh, blood and guts. You get, like uh, you said, you know, buttons and stuffing. Yeah, so while you had mentioned, like, the art style could suggest that it is a much more, like, grown-up type of approach to it but the actual story at heart is like you said this is a fairy tale for children and it is a story of how their stuffed animals that they love spend their nights protecting them from the evil 
I love this book so much. Like right from just the title of it, I saw it was a one-shot, Alterna Comics. Those are all the right ingredients to be like, yeah, I'll give this a shot. And uh, out of all the books I read, like this was truly one of my favorite that I've read out of the stack. So, um, so yeah, it would be interesting, you know, when you see books like this that are offered as a one-shot and, you know, the creators may see like, oh, hey, it did really well. There's a good reaction to it and doesn't rule out the possibility of uh, jumping back into this world. And I hope they do because I would buy this as a, as like an ongoing title based off of uh, the story. But yeah. it does exist all in itself and tells its story, so... Really enjoyed the Fear Diaries there. Um, we had mentioned in the last segment about uh, comic book deaths and how long they last. And uh, we're bringing somebody back with The Hunt for Wolverine number one from Marvel Comics. Uh, about four or five years ago, we had the death of Wolverine. Um, I had mentioned that uh, I don't know how often, maybe some of you guys have some uh, answers here. When somebody will kill off a character, a lot of times the creative team is just like, well, we told our story, haha, next person has to like deal with all of the you know repercussions of the <laughs> right. you know bringing the character back. Somebody, and else, can, up my somebody exactly. else can figure out the character's replacement or how to bring the character back or what's going to be done if anything with that character, whether it's the next arc couple years down the road or you know 20 years from now so yeah uh four or five years ago charles soul uh was the lucky one to uh write to death of wolverine and then pass it off to that poor sap charles soul oh he wrote this too <laughs> so yeah charles soul is the one that is uh doing the hunt for wolverine which branches out into all these little uh spin-off mini series like i think this is a four issue mini itself but then it branches off to other four issue minis of like you know, the Madripoor hunt or like hunt in Madripoor. There's a bunch of different like you see the ads related, all over. <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And and that's actually kind of my personal problem with this. And you know, there's there's a fair number of people that that don't mind things like that because they can pick up any one of those short runs rather than doing one ongo uh, ongoing or longer story arc. Um, but I look at this and I go, wow, they're doing this story and this story and this story and they're all related um it's like okay do i want to invest in that many hunt for wolverine uh, minis yeah and uh with me being a fan of charles soul and having read the death of wolverine and uh i was very excited to see what he was going to especially that he was the one doing it and the opening page, it just kind of gives you a recap, pretty simple, plain, whereby saying, Wolverine died entombed in molten adamantium. The X-Men took his metal-encased body and hid it away, keeping its location secret. But nothing stays buried. It was only a matter of time. And this was a, like an exercised issue. I absolutely loved every page of the story they were telling about, you know, what do you do when, you know, everybody who had always, like, hunt for Wolverine... Uh, basically, you know, trying to kill him in the death of Wolverine, and now they're all kind of hunting for his body. And there was this statue that uh, was left at the end of the series that was kind of like a, you know, your 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 monument that they kind of looked up. But what was kind of creepy about it is the fact that you know Wolverine was inside mm -hmm. that thing while it was used as a you know a piece for you know people to kind of like Han Solo on yeah, it's a car it's a carbon yeah. yeah, a little bit like that, except in this case. You know, it was a dead 
body inside, <laughs> not you know, not a living being kept alive through it. But yeah, it'd be like if you went to a park or something like that, and they have a statue <laughs> of of a of a soldier or something like that, and you realize, hey, that guy's really in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, like the the Ghostbusters or like uh, you know, all of them being stuck in like the statues and all like that kind of like the gargoyles, uh, <laughs> uh, Rick Moranis and. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's the kind of thing here. To tease this story, it's basically a team of villains have tracked down Wolverine's body and they want to, uh, you know, break him free and they have plans for that body and obviously the X-Men who are in protection of uh, Wolverine's legacy. Uh, a lot of it dealing with Kitty Pride being, you know, one of the, you know, the stronger characters that have a connection with Wolverine. They all have their own personal connection but i i thought this was well done in this 599 oversized you know kickoff to this but uh yeah it kicks into the uh, the weapon lost adamantium agenda we have the claws of a killer and then the mystery in madripoor i see charles soul is writing weapon lost as well um tom taylor who writes the all-new wolverine title big fan of him uh, he's writing that one. Jim Zub uh, writing Mystery Madripoor. And then we have Mariko Tamaki writing, like, I'm a fan of all of these people, all the uh, artists attached. So while I was telling myself, nope, I'm only doing the main one. And then all of a sudden I saw the creative <laughs> talent. And then there's some fun connecting covers. So and, I ordered and those. And aside from um, the creative talents on each book, there's, there's also other things um, that might interest certain people to that particular one um just as an example uh the adamantium agenda this lineup is basically this is the new avengers um so if we go back a few years to when they had the the first lineup of, of the new avengers uh where you had spider-man and wolverine and luke cage, luke cage. And those guys forming you know their own team of avengers these characters are brought back uh, for that book. So uh, so you might not have an interest in everything else, but if you were a fan of the new Avengers, this is your chance to go back and get something new with those characters. Um, you know, some of the other ones are uh, Mystery and Madripoor. That deals a lot more with uh, other X-Men characters. Uh, Claws of the Killer, that's... Um, a lot of the 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 characters that um, you kind of saw in uh, the death of Wolverine and the follow-ups to that, where they were trying to determine who was going to replace Wolverine and how to follow that up. Yeah, more of your other claw yeah, types, a lot your of, Lady uh, Deathstrike, Weapon X, your Saber Tooths. Yeah, your what your Weapon X type characters. Um, surprisingly, because she's over in the uh, oh, well, she's not on the cover. And Tom Taylor, she's not... Um, yeah, I don't think she's in interesting. Uh, in any of those films. Well, she has a new number one that's coming out that's in the current previews, so maybe there's some... Who knows? Although you'd think that that might be a follow-up to yeah. Wolverine's return, being that she is going back to um, X-23, not yeah, yeah. Wolverine. Well, do yes. They, in this book, do they um, deal with the images we saw of Wolverine in No Surrender? Now, what's interesting with all of this, because timeline-wise, because we first saw this Wolverine back in the pages of the Marvel Legacy last fall, 
And what was the weirdest thing is that it took months of, uh, like, we thought we would just get this book, like, right away. But then we started seeing those teaser shots and all the different issues. And then Infinity Countdown, he had that connection. There, it, I'm trying to figure out, like, this just <laughs> feels like it should have came out in, like, October. Um, so it doesn't have so much connection. It's very much its X-Men world book, and it hasn't really broadened out, at least with this first issue on kind of, you know, Wolverine himself. And this is your first kind of teaser to kind of be like, all right, they give you this one and obviously want to get you to that second one, and we might get more of those kind of answers dealing in there. So, um, But, yeah, I am uh, getting all those, so I can kind of touch base over time and just see how some of those series are doing. But, um, but yeah, as a fan of Wolverine and interested to see him come back, I was... Uh, very happy with the story that they're leading up here to to the next onslaught of five Wolverine books that we'll probably be getting. Uh, well, it does leave some some questions, you know, with with Wolverine gone, he had a number of replacements. Yeah. Uh, on some teams, he was replaced by um, Sabretooth, who uh, his personality went through a change, uh, and he became a more heroic character. Um, in, uh, in name and comic book title, X-23 took over as Wolverine. Um, and in some of the X-Men books, you had, uh, Old Man Logan, who took over, uh, the Wolverine role in, in some of those. Um, so the question comes up now, you know, okay, with, with the original Wolverine back, what happens? And there's rumors that they're going to kill off Old Man Logan. We know that uh, the all-new Wolverine, uh, Laura Kinney, is going back to being X-23, um, which some people feel is kind of a, a shame that they've really enjoyed her run as, as Wolverine. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens uh, from there. It, you know, but uh, but these are questions that, that a lot of people, a lot of readers have. Is okay, what they've they took him out of the out of the game and replaced him with uh, three or more characters, and made you know all these characters go through changes. So what happens to all of these other characters uh, now that that he's back? Um, so I guess that we'll have to wait and see what they do. That we will, so I think that'll wrap it up for the non-spoilers. And now, the news. Okay, so some uh, some recent good news, um, and those sitting at the table are already aware of it. Uh, some other people are out there. We put it on Facebook and everything now. But uh, we're located in the city of West Bend, and the city of West Bend recently picked Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles to be their Business of the Month hey. for the month of May. Now, aside from that being good news for us, it's actually kind of cool news for um, comic book stores, even though it really doesn't affect any other comic book store. Just the fact that of all the businesses that could have been picked for something like this, um, it's a comic book store. And comic book stores don't usually get recognized for, you know, thing, things of this nature. 
Uh, a lot of people, if they were thinking of, uh, um, you know, what what business is really uh, worthy of of being this business of the month or or whatever, you might get a bigger place that has a lot of employees or, um, you know, something that uh, that in general you might think makes a bigger contribution to uh, to the city or the community or whatever. And, um, and yet, um, the cowl got, got picked for this. So I, I think that, um, that's a really great thing, not just for us, but just for, you know, for the comic book community. Um, so, uh, we'll be sharing more of that. Um, they were in here. Wednesday was a very chaotic day. If anybody was, was here, um, Anthony, you, you were here for a portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David, who just walked in the door here, um, you were, you were here for the whole thing. Uh, Wednesday they came, they came in and they brought, uh, kind of like a small film crew, uh, early and they did some, some interviews and, uh, and stuff like that to, to shoot a little video. So once that's up, we'll, we'll be sharing that. Um, but it was funny cause we had people in the store and they're getting footage of the store but they're not really getting footage of the people in the store because all the people that were in the store were kind of huddled back in a corner <laughs> trying to stay out of the way um but um but it was really great and we feel uh honored to have, have uh, been chosen for this um and that kind of uh is interesting the, t the timing of being selected as business of the month because we were toying um, just coincidentally we'd been toying with the idea um, the idea recently came up that we should start doing like um, a customer of the month thing and so we were kind of back and forth on that and we we talked about it and I had some ideas for it and bounced some of those off of Anthony um, the initial idea actually came from my wife um, was like, yeah, it would be really great if you guys did like a customer of the month type of thing. <coughs> but um, so we've we've also had talked about doing that, and the decision was made that we were we we're going to do that. We thought that was a cool idea to recognize um, our customers, not just do like your typical customer appreciation day or something like that, but to, um, to do like on an individual level, you know, take a, take a customer and say, you know, we really appreciate your business. We appreciate what you've given us as a business and shared with other customers. And so we decided that also for the month of May, we are going to implement this customer, excuse me, this customer of the month thing. So with, with sharing the news of the business of the month, I thought it would be a great opportunity to also announce that we have selected Katie. What? <laughs> as our customer of the month. Thank you. Late trouble. That's so nice. Thank you very much. Um, so, um, 
So yeah, after we wrap this up, I'll have a couple of questions for Katie. Okay, thank you. Because we're, we're we'll do like a customer profile that we'll we'll put up. So That's if you don't so mind, generous. and they better uh, be all the right answers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep, so. I'll, I'll work <laughs> on good one. So um. So, Katie, we we discussed uh, uh, doing that in part because um, uh, we we were all impressed. Uh, with, with you stepping up and filling up for filling filling in for for Anthony the other week, um, did a great job pleasure. on the podcast and and with the club, um, you, uh, you you add a lot to um, to the club and to the the store and the atmosphere. Um, it's killed uh, at Hellboy trivia. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, the, the, the trivia. I was just about to have fun with you my friends. Great, but 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 really. Um, but really, just want to say thank you. You're You've welcome. been a, a great customer Aww. and a friend and club member and, and everything else. Aww. So That's so kind. Thank you very much for choosing me. <laughs> I'm really honored. And you guys have really meant a lot to me. I think most everyone knows about the table, but comics have been like really helpful for me while I'm taking care of my family and my dad while he's sick. And you guys have become like more than like just a store. You've really become friends and it means a lot and I have a great time. So thank you for selecting me. I'm really honored and thank you guys for being here because you have made a big difference in my life this past year. And just like in that last Avengers issue, now we unveil the giant statue of... Oh, wait, we didn't have that ready yet? <laughs> we we that, didn't have okay, that. Okay. It, we do, uh, should we, we go in for some measurements? Yeah, yeah. No, we, <laughs> we, we do have a few other things with the, you know that, uh, that that go along with this uh, customer of the month deal, and I'll, I'll go over those things with, with Katie after we wrap up here. Um, yeah, I don't want to give it all away publicly, because <laughs> yeah, then yeah. everybody's just going to come in and bake it. Really, <laughs> I'm going to try and be a customer of the month. Uh. <laughs> yes. Uh, good. Um, over in the news as well, just a couple ads before we wrap up here. Free Comic Book Day is going to be next Saturday. And what is that? May, is it May 5th? Mm-hmm. May 5th. May 5th. So one day after May the 4th. Um, yeah, so Free Comic Book Day, um, the call will be offering the deal. We talked about it last week. David said, you know, each. Each customer will have a choice of one of the free pre-selected uh, free comic book day titles that the publishers put together and put it out there for the stores and the customers. And in addition to uh, those titles, Crimson Cowl will be having a copy of the Amazing Age issue number zero, which is from the uh, Alterna Comics line. And uh, so that's a little bonus through uh, Crimson Cowl. And I, I believe it's uh, when you spend, like, for every $5 you spend in the store that day, you get to select another one of the uh, free titles that are advertised in the designated section of the store. So, yeah, that's just a reminder, once again, of what we said last week about the Free Comic Book Day, if you are listening. It's always a fun event. There's definitely higher traffic of people coming in. It's become this you know, national holiday this first Saturday in May of every year and gets people out there and, uh, you know, people that haven't picked up comics before. There's a whole bunch of different titles to choose from. Uh, all that will be next Saturday. It's definitely a fun little event to uh, to celebrate with other comic book fans, readers, and alike. Sampling from all genres and publishers. and I mean, granted, any day... At uh, at this store is is it's a great day to come in. But, yes. But yeah, I'm uh, free comic book day. It's it's a really uh, great and fun uh, day for uh, 
for new customers as well as uh, you know the regular customers to come in, check it out, um, get some of these free comic books. Um, it's, they're they're great introductions to, to things. So if you're somebody who you're thinking about picking up some different stuff, or if you're somebody who's thinking about getting into collecting comics to begin with, uh, this is a great time to do it because you can pick up um, you know couple of these these free ones and get introduced to the world of comic books exactly so and the other ad i want to throw out there in the stores uh, this past wednesday was the brand new catalogs for the uh, july previews for comic books um collections apparel collectibles uh all of that kind of stuff that's uh all wrapped up together in one giant catalog Plus now two smaller catalogs. Uh, Marvel Catalog has always been like that for a couple years. Uh, putting all their titles in one little magazine format. And now DC Comics had announced a while back that they were going to do the same. And that debuted with uh, this week here for the uh, picks for July. So those are always offered at the store. Uh, if you're a pull list subscriber, uh, you can get copies of that. But there's always the store copy. Feel free to come in, sit down flip through we had uh, some customers uh, early today that did just that kind of flipping through and building their list right right there saying i want this book i want you to pre-order for me so that when it comes out then uh, it'll be set aside and you won't have to fear about it selling out or it not even being ordered if it's one of those that's competing with you know hundreds of other books that come out that week so previews uh, are always a good thing to browse through here in the podcast, we'll go through the Audible list. So starting with uh, next week, we can go, and I figured with the two magazine formats, if we want to just do Marvel and DC, and then the catalog itself, uh, which usually the independents and the merch and all that kind of stuff kind of breezes a little quicker than diving into all of the superhero stuff that's going on. But Yeah, and with Marvel and DC, if you don't know what we're talking about, they, they now have, they've always had the extra Marvel um kind of catalog that went along with the previews. They had the Marvel previews, um, but now DC also has their own separate uh, and I do like, catalog. And I do like the organization of it having flipped through it, you know, just kind of seeing how it, it's, you know, represented in there. So we'll do that. An audible list from uh, people here at the table on the podcast, as well as a list that I do uh, each and every Sunday or Monday leading up through, you know, until the deadline of putting the orders in. So I'll do a Marvel edition, a DC edition, and an independent edition in which it'll kind of show some highlights, some which are talked about here, some which I kind of pre-choose based on either my personal interest or things that I know that certain people like in the store and customer base in this area. So there's many different ways to experience the previews, but the best way is probably coming in here, asking to see it, sit down on the couch, flip through the awesome book, and just look at all the crazy things that you never thought you knew existed because, you know, not everything can be ordered, so. Yeah, it's it's probably uh, extra fun to, to go through it here because, um, <laughs> I mean, by all means, take it home, browse through it, take your time with it, but going through it here, you know, when we uh, get customers who sit here and go through it, a lot of times there's a, oh, they've got this, and then so you know it, it strikes up a conversation about that or related things that are in there, and um, so if you're like uh, you're like some of us and you, you like to hang out here and, and have some of these conversations, going through the previews is actually 
are a really good way to start up some of the conversations about some of these things. Definitely. So I think that should wrap it up for everything for this issue. Oh, wait, we got to talk about everything that happened in Avengers Infinity War. That's right. Starting with full spoilers, right? Just kidding. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I forgot when I was telling you ideas for, for, for uh, doing this. I actually had, had wanted to do on. something, and I completely <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> I wanted to go sound on. like we were going to do spoilers, and then just like cut it off. <laughs> so, I think uh, that'll wrap it up. This whole time, I've been Anthony. I'm still David. I'm Katie. And I'm Jim. I'm Kurt's friend. I'm Kurt's uh, partner. I'm Kurt's customer. And I'm still not Kurt's dad. To be continued. Thanks for listening. The Crimson Cowl Comic Club is recorded live from Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles at 1749 Barton Avenue in West Bend, Wisconsin. For more information, visit us online at www.crimsoncowl.com.